Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. Hi, I'm Jelaine. I was born in Malolos, Bulacan, and I lived in Scarborough uh, for the first little bit of my life, then grew up in Markham, Ontario, schooled in the University of Guelph, but the majority of my education actually came after I started my business as CEO of Cambio & Co. and just really learned so much about life after I turned 25, where my real education began. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. Jelaine and I are both podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. I love land acknowledgements, especially after I learned about the significance in Filipino culture. Grant Stoner, who leads Radio Kapwa and Kapwa Center, shared with me is that we can think of land acknowledgements also in the same way as we think of Tao'opo. When we enter someone's home for the first time to acknowledge the presence of the people inside, but also the spirits who might be guarding the home. And so you can also think of a land acknowledgement as a way of us not just acknowledging the traditional lands or the spirits also just ask permission of the spirits who guard that land that we are on and how it is part of a living culture and finally i'm podcasting for the traditional unceded territory of the algonquin and Shebeg people in this month of may the hollow hollow podcast is focusing on fashion and as you can tell listeners we've got a guest in our virtual studios <laughs> but before we get into our main episode, we should do a warm-up. So, Sigs, it's warm-up time. What do you have for the three of us? Well, since the focus is fashion and we have a CEO of a company that is very in tune with fashion, I want to ask the three of us, who are your, some of your style icons? So, in three types of spaces. So, when you were a teenager, who mm. was the style person that you wanted to emulate? Like, was there anyone that you were like, man, I want to follow that style? And I can start or whatever. So it gets Jelaine and, and Jesse, your juices running. So sure, when sure. I grew up, I wanted to be super preppy. Like, mm. I wanted to, like, I mean, like, I played tennis and I, you know, the golf shirts and, oh, God, I'm just aging myself since I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> like, people were wearing tree torns, you pinned your jeans and you had varnets and you'd wear a double collared shirt. Oh, and my God. Like these a are really it's so, yeah, very preppy <laughs> handbook. That's what I sort of wanted to do. Like, I wanted to look like I was a kid in a prep school. Yeah. And I, I remember playing tennis and I was like, oh, that's sort of the style emulation. If I could think of a person, like, I mean, I... It's not like I wanted to be Zach Morris or anything like that, but <laughs> so it's sort of that clean cut type of thing. And I thought that was sort of like my style at the early teens. I know that we went to grunge a little bit later in my yeah, 20s, yeah. but like a young teen, I remember I sort of like the preppy type of style. Yeah. Jesse Jelaine, as a teen, who's your like style icons or yeah. what type of style were you trying to emulate? I will say it was the aesthetic and the men of the John Hughes films, like 16 Candles, <laughs> Breakfast Club. I mean, like, that's what was out when I was going to high school, and that's what I saw. I have to say, Sigs and Jelaine, when I look back on it, it's such a pragmatic legacy, because <laughs> they're all wearing polo, lacrosse, you know, really what I thought were, like, you know, status brands. And status brands mean you've arrived or have accomplished. So you would run to the border, you'd go to the polo factory outlet, you'd hopefully find 
something that said polo and you'd wear it and then it'd be like, oh, okay, I can blend in. But, <laughs> and so I loved all that stuff. And in some ways it's been hard coded in my head. And yet when I kind of look back, it's like, oh gosh, this is so problematic that I like that. But I will say I really like Michael Shuffling in 16 Candles. He just had that really nice kind of plaid look, you know, with like khakis and stuff like that. And then when I look at it, it's like, oh my God, that was like the progenitor for like Abercrombie and Fitch. And I just think, again, another problematic legacy, <laughs> right? So this, thing's, this is just such a problematic warm up for me, right? Like, oh, it's okay. It's all good. It's okay. We'll, we'll chef. Okay, Chilean, okay, what okay. about you? As a teen, what, what, what type of style were you trying to emulate or what did you love? It's really funny, Jesse, that you talk about how this brings up like problematic things for you. Cause that actually is what happened to me when I was thinking about this. Well, first, when I was a teen, I really loved clueless and so like yeah. talking about glad I was like all into share. I love yeah. their hats. I could never have like the confidence though to dress the way they did, but I I definitely admired it. So I really love that. I was like, I grew up in the 90s. So I grew up watching like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and like yeah. I love Tatiana And I love oh. who, I can't remember the name of the actress who plays Hillary, the sister, but I like Oh love my gosh, she's Tatiana. lovely. Yeah. Ah. So and, and it's very clueless like. So that was definitely something that I was like, I love, like I definitely <laughs> admire people who dress that way. And then I guess, yeah, then the problematic era, I guess, started of getting into <laughs> <laughs> like the Abercrombie wannabe, which is like Hollister or like the cheaper yeah. version. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's going totally there and like paying way too much money that I couldn't afford to get treated really badly. Yeah, <laughs> true. That is, yeah, I need to quote you on that. That's exactly, exactly it. Okay, then let's shift a little bit. Right now, in our age right now, who do you think emulates style right now? When you look at the pages of a magazine or the work that you do, Jelaine, and Jesse, I know that you're close to a university campus. What do you see as stylish? I know we talked about the Met Gala and stuff, but when I approach this, it's so funny as we grow older, I find that people who are classic and who have aged really well, like whether it's someone like Michelle Yo, or even Ki Huan, or even like Jamie Lee Curtis, there's still style and it still continues beyond your 60s. And for them to be just like very classic, regal, and having fun, I just, I think it's almost something I was like, wow, I wish, you know, style doesn't stop in our 20s where everything's trendy. I think you make a statement as you grow older. And like, I mean, let's be honest, like Daniel Craig is a great emulate style, whether he's like dressed up as James Bond or he is sort of kooky character from Knives Out. I was like, oh man, I wish like I could have like whoever dressed him in Ryan Johnson's film or even Tom Brown on Speed Dial. So like make me not look like a dad, like a dad <laughs> guy, but just to look a little bit stylish. I love relishing and seeing just class at old, not even older ages, like beyond 40s and 50s. I think it, it's a great type of thing to like look up to. I, I think that's wonderful. You know, I think being in the game, community. It's so, it's interesting because fashion and style go with code and generation. So what that means is, is, is that at some point, you just don't get seen in the gay community after age 50. And it's always like, if you try to be stylish, you end up either looking too dapper or trying too hard or trying to look young for your age and stuff like that. When I'm kind of like looking around, at least for style icons, at least in the gay community, I always am interested in what Luke Evans is always wearing and putting on mm -hmm. his Instagram. And mind you, sometimes he's like trancing around in his like bikini, which is great, you know, body positivity <laughs> and stuff like that. Love it, love it, love it. But sometimes he just has like really nice, as you say, classic, timeless style. And so I would say he's almost kind of like the gay equivalent of your Daniel Craig. Now I will <laughs> say, yeah, I am on a university campus quite often. It's like, 
either like kids these days and I kind of think of like 20 year olds <laughs> as kids so I'm sorry if I sound patronizing for just a second here that I see a lot of kind of like that Billie Eilish type of look or a lot of like Little Nas X influence and stuff oh, like no that. Way. So this is a downtown university so I get to kind of see that type of fashion I have a mm. feeling if I was at a university somewhere in the suburbs or somewhere in a university a classic university town I think we might be seeing a different type of aesthetic and style but that's certainly what I'm seeing I think today, if I was a teen today, I probably would gravitate to Little Nasdaq. Although I probably would like look back and cringe and think, why did I think all those belts were fashionable or something like that? So, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I'm curious to know what Jelaine thinks. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, for me, like the people who dress really trendy, I'm like, honestly, they're like my the Gen Z team members that we have. Because yeah. I work with a early 20 year olds, like 22, 23. Well, I definitely feel like an ate where I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but what's fascinating to me is that for them, it's not as much, you can kind of go to the extremes where they go into like Supreme and like, you know, those like yeah, 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 yeah. the brand recognition. But mm-hmm. at the most part, what I'm seeing from our team or like the gen side uh, people that I look up to at least is like, it's very much about thrifting and it's like yes. timeless styles that are like not, it's like trendy to not at all be trendy. And like one of our team members the other day, she showed up to the warehouse and she was wearing like a dress with pants. Like she had pants with a dress on. And I was yeah. like, that's an interesting style. And I like was really into it because it was so different. And I just like, I think right now, similar, I guess, to go full circle to my clueless days where I was just watching TV and seeing like them wear like matching yellow pantsuits and whatever. (laughs) Thinking like, oh, who can dress that way? Because I don't feel the confidence to do that. But I kind of feel that way seeing our team now. I'm like, oh, they're like, yeah, they're just pulling it off. And they're just like wearing all these like really bright colors and things that don't match. Oh my like gosh, yeah. Sort of and different right textures <laughs> and all the upcycling yeah. that kind of occurs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it, it is. so much of it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's brave. like, I find that really, really cool. Cool. So cool. All right, finally, folks. And I, I like that we have Jelena at the table. And I just would like to hear from your own perspectives. In your opinion, who's a stylish Filipino? So I went a little bit old school. Not old school, but I have this lovely picture that my parents has of my grandfather. So my grandfather, he looked... For stylish Filipino, I think of him because he would have like, you know, like a knit polo shirt with like the etched designs mm-hmm. in brown. And it almost looks like he's wearing like a, not a tweed pants, but just a nice linen pant and shiny brown shoes. And my mom says sometimes he wouldn't have a trilby, but he'd almost have a little bit of a hat. And I'd be like, mom, where is he going? My mom's like, probably the cockfight. And he just <laughs> looked classic. I just, it's so understated, so low key, but he just, this beautiful dark skin and he's wearing like, a shirt that you could probably see Chris Evans or like, someone of that new generation wearing and it's like a picture is from like the 1960s in the Philippines. Mm. And I loved it. I have these beautiful pictures of him in his Barong Tagalog. And when I think of a stylish Filipino, I think of my grandpa had what he had, right? He had 14 kids and he always had this just, that's, you know, mom's like, that's what he'd usually wear to church. Like this lovely knit, not a golf shirt, but like almost like a polo. And then just these pants and the brown shoes really shined up, a little hat, nice belt. And, you know, he'd go watch the cockfights or he'd be going to church. But mm-hmm. it's just such a classic piece. I think of almost like a Janet Jackson video, Gone Till It's Gone, like that type of sort of vibe. And I, I see it and I'm like, oh my God, it's it's beyond where it's just, he didn't have much, but I'm like, he just, he wore it well. I just, I'm, I'm so struck by it. From your own experiences, who, in your opinion, who is a stylish Filipino to you? What do you, that emulates like Filipino style? Good question, Sigs. I have someone that I've been really admiring 
and yeah. they're on TikTok. Um, so I really want to give a shout out to uh, the TikToker Aldeniel. I don't know mm, if okay. exactly, but A L D E N E I L, and they okay. are based in Saskatoon. But their fashion is just like so amazing. Like I just find it; it's really extravagant. It's really colorful. It, yeah. It's just an old what you'd imagine like old school Filipiniana to be like, but totally yeah. re- and reinvented. That's what I really admire of Filipinas that I see, or Filipinos that I see, are just like people who can mix and match their heritage pieces mm-hmm. and turn it turn something that was like traditional into a new way or turn something that is like modern and wear it in this old way and incorporating a lot of like gender fluid fashion because that's really like what where fashion is going where it should be so I find that really like that's the kind of stuff I love and I feel like there's multiple tiktokers that I'm seeing I'm I'm really into the gen z the gen z yeah 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 that's awesome get adopted by them (laughs) (laughs) they'll claim you for sure they'll claim you for Um, sure I I hope so. so I think I, we know. I think so. Oh yeah. I would say David Guisson. Oh, good choice. On, on Instagram and on YouTube, <laughs> like it's just a lifestyle. Like I just really appreciate his lifestyle too. And I think to myself, oh, I'm envious of that. Like if I had another life, that's what I would do. I would do what David does, right? Just kind of like stylish, flows through life, enjoys that island life so much. And I know we've talked about about him before on the podcast, but certainly David Guisson is someone that I appreciate in terms of a Filipino stylish icon. So folks, are we warmed up for a full episode? I think we are warmed up. (laughs) All right. So I'll just take us out our warm up right now. Jelaine, would you like to share with our listeners your social media accounts? Yes. Put them in our show notes. You can follow Cambio and Co on Instagram and TikTok at Cambio underscore Co, as well as check out our website at shopcambio.co. It is .co, not .com. And then you can connect with me personally on my Instagram at Jelaine Santiago. If you have any questions for Hollow Hollow Podcast, you can email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. We are on social media too. You can find us on Twitter at hollowhollowpop and we're on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chel Turing and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you soon, guys. <laughs>